0: Hola, and welcome back to podcast episode five. Hope you guys had a productive week and you are out here hustling. I am so stoked to keep these podcasts going and continue sharing any knowledge I have with you. This week, actually, I have reached out to a couple more people to be guests and have three more confirmations. I am really looking forward to hearing their successful stories and sharing them with you. I also want to hear from you guys, though. Um, if you're a freelancer now or looking to become one and have specific questions you would like us to discuss, please feel free to reach out to me via Twitter. So you can slide in my DMs or you can reach me out via LinkedIn. So how did everyone like the last podcast with Jesse? I found this so interesting on her strategy about raising her hourly rate in incremental five as she became more established in the platform. Today, I wanted to touch base further on rates and how to evaluate and price your value appropriately and making rate leap. I don't know if any of you out there found this question hard, but I did. How does one place a value on your work? I don't know if there is a perfect number out there, but from my own perspective, I see it as a number where you are happy doing that work, placing your best effort in time and providing them the same value you are receiving. And to be honest, I don't know yet if I'm at the absolutely highest value I can place myself, but I know that for now it works for me and that I am happy with it. So how does one calculate your worth? So first, let's take a look at what other freelancers are setting the rates at. It is helpful to know and have an understanding of the market. So in the architecture community, when you do a search for U.S.-based freelancers, the following numbers are what you get based on filters. So follow me here. Currently, as of January 30th, 2019, it shows 508 available approved freelancers. Out of those 508, 409 don't have any earnings, which could mean that they just started or they just haven't had any luck. So if we filter out the non-earnings, we end up with 99 freelancers. Now, from the 99 freelancers, 19 of them have a 60 and above hourly rate. 46 are between 30 and $60. 32 are between 10 and $30, and only two are below $10. So based on that information, we know that the average is 45 And if you're curious to know, the highest hourly rate out there as an earning freelancer is $130. And I say earning freelancer because if you unfilter the earning portion, then you're at 128 freelancers that are 60 and above hourly rate. And that highest rate being 180 for a couple people. When I first started, I placed my rate at 40. I can't remember exactly what factors were that determined that rate, but I took a cold look at my experience and felt that that was a competitive price for starting at the platform. Fast forward to now, I am at 100, a non-competitive price. I briefly mentioned Danny on my last podcast. I briefly mentioned Danny on my last podcast, and I truly appreciate his words of wisdom on the topic of valuing your worth. He's the one that convinced me to take that leap of raising my rate. So how did I go from 40 to 100? And how did I make that decision? I took a quick peek back at my profile to see the timeline of progression. I started at 40 in July of 2017. Then in February, I had come across a job posting that required urgent help. And so Upwork suggested I charge twice my hourly rate. And I was like, why the heck not? And went for it and landed that job. That is when I started wondering if my price was all wrong. That same month, another urgent job popped up and I charged $58 instead of 40 as Upwork suggested, and to the surprise, also landed that job. So from February of 2018, I had upped it to a whopping $45. (laughs) But I was curious about the Upwork algorithm. Why did it suggest to charge more for certain jobs? So I continued on with 45, the following month and came across an over the weekend urgent job and Upwork suggested I charge $133. I was like, what? I said again, why not? And also landed that job. That is almost a 200% upcharge. I was very confused and happy. <laughs> One, because I didn't even know there were these type of clients that were willing to pay so much for work. From April, I decided to completely up my rate from 45 to 75 I knew that there were clients out there willing to pay my value. When I made this change, I would still encounter these urgent jobs and non-urgent jobs that I would do at a fixed price accounting my new hourly rate. I kept it on 75 for a really long time. And then I found Danny via an Upwork seminar that just made me re-question again my whole value. I knew I was worth more, but I was afraid that if I upped my rate anymore, I wouldn't get no clients. But because I am me, I decided to take the risk. So in October of 2018, I upped my rate to $100. Did I no longer get the jobs? Nope, I got more jobs. Still returning clients and awesome projects. What I found out when raising my rate is that it almost created an organic way of filtering out clients that I want to work with and ones who are most likely not the best fit. High paying clients pay for value and a job well done. They're not looking at your price tag. It doesn't really matter. They don't want to worry about a good outcome. It's almost expected. Also, by raising my rate, there was far less to no competition. I mean, you have the average, right? They're half of the amount of earning freelancers that are in the mid-ranges, and then way less people that are in the above 60s. Also, I found out that there's a different level of trust with returning clients, where they just trust me to do the work without providing them an estimate beforehand. They trust me to be respectful of their time while I still provide them the same value. So I may not be able to exactly help you determine your value, but here are some things I can further say to to help you examine it. Take a cold look at your experience in the industry. Is your rate now equal to the value you can have or have provided? Have you completed built projects or have you only been involved in the design process? Do you have enough experience on the platform? When I speak with prospective clients on the phone, they mention my work and also my feedback from my previous clients. Those recommendations from other clients are building the base to support your hourly rate. Also, don't price yourself competitively. That's the mistake I made. Because when you're pricing yourself competitively, you're saying you're average. And a good client doesn't want average. They want great. Lastly, if you're still not sure on how to place your rate, don't worry. As you continue to build your platform, you will have a sense of how much value you can provide. I'm going to link all of Danny's blog, Twitter, below in the information box for any of you out there further interested in hearing more of his work. I follow him on Twitter. He's always putting the knowledge out there. <laughs> Next week, Monday at noon at Pacific time, I will be posting our second guest. Here's a snippet from that conversation. Um, another way that I've gotten a lot of projects through freelancing, it's, it's kind of weird, is that I have a lot of followers on Instagram.
1: Oh, how many I've followers?
0: Got- that's where I get most of my, my work. I have 54,000. Oh, wow. What my page is, I just, it's like a daily journal of my design life. I just post my current projects and kind of insights into uh, projects and how I uh, develop them. And it's, de- it's gained a lot of followers over the years. And um, I've also gained clients through it. That's where most of my projects come from, is through Instagram. I am so excited to continue sharing. I will see you on the next one. <clears throat> this has been an Archie Lansing podcast from Seattle, Washington. <laughs> Man, I still don't know how to outro these. Gosh darn it. Okay, bye.